As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to Next Round Preps for week six. We are this deep into the football season. Everybody's been talking about college is a third of the way over. Well, high school is over half the way over, at least when it comes to the regular season. And we are now getting back into region play. John Lunsford, along with Jerry Young, here to recap last week. It was non-region play last week. Jerry, we saw the team. A uh, game between, you know, arguably the top two teams in the state, Thompson and Clay Chalkville, down to the wire, 17-14. Clay getting stopped twice there towards the end of the game to ultimately uh, end up falling in that one. Had a fourth and two near the goal line that got stuffed and threw an interception there on their kind of last heave uh, opportunity, but still a really, really good game. Yeah, exciting ball game. And John, like you said, it's hard to believe that we are halfway through the season. I mean, halfway through the regular season, of course, with – Thompson the last five years we're used to playing 14 games so uh, you know we hope that continues this year but that was a great ball game I think the defenses were outstanding I talked to coach Freeman yesterday and he said look this is the kind of team we are this year you know we have to rely on things like big plays on defense and that sort of thing we're not the dominating overpowering you know huge playmakers that we have been in the past but he understands what kind of team Thompson has. I think that was the best football uh, game in the in the state. Uh, I mean, it was exciting. Goal line stand, big runs, big plays, uh, exciting runs from both sides on the offense and, and pass play. So it was a great ball game. If, you, know, you can go back and watch it on the NFHS Network if you have a subscription. So I would recommend you do that. But you're right. Goal line stand, kind of. But then they shut us down three and out, and they had to punt it away. And then Clay Chauvel gets the ball, what, about the 40, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they had position. Yeah, with about a minute to go. And the first play from scrimmage, uh, pass across the middle, and Jake Ivey, the linebacker, you know, intercepts it to seal the deal. So, exciting ball game. Looking forward to another exciting ball game this week, which we'll talk about coming up in the second half of the show. Yeah, never a dull moment there for Thompson, and especially in 7A Region 3 with the teams that everybody has to play, Thompson, Hoover, Hewitt, Vesavia, et cetera. But um, elsewhere in uh, – we'll get to that in a second. Let's start with some of the smaller schools. Just want to jump in that Thompson game because that was a game everybody was interested in. Um, I say some of the smaller schools, uh, everybody was kind of playing everybody. So you had 7A versus 6A, 6A versus 5A, so on and so forth. Um, a couple of games real quick down south, St. Paul's and Faith Academy, a game between two former 5A Region 1 teams, St. Paul's. They're kind of an up-and-down team based on competitive balance and size. And they're up in 6A. They go to Faith Academy and lose 34-7. to So uh, 6A Region 1, um, you know, when St. Paul's is in there, makes it a little tougher. But they fall to Faith Academy, who's not even the top team in 5A Region 1. That's UMS Wright, who uh, is always a top dog there. Uh, Pleasant Grove and Parker. Pleasant Grove beat Parker 49-28. to So Pleasant Grove improved to 4-1 on the season. Hartzell all over Oxford. Um, Hartzell moves to 6-0 on the season. Hartzell trying to say, hey, don't forget about us when it comes to uh, the 6A playoff race there in the north. It's all about Clay Chaltville and really Mountain Brook are the only two teams from the bottom couple of regions, but um, you know, Region 7, Region 8 might have something to say about it. Hartzell crushed Oxford 69-21 to in that one, so a big win there. My Homewood Patriots, who came in at 4-1, uh, and one, Pinson Valley came in at 2-2, two and two, and just looking at the records, you would have thought Homewood would have been the better team. This was one that I'm a homer because I played at Homewood, and I just would say Homewood would win but this is one I did not expect them to go out there and play super well in um, in this uh, 
you know, it's not an off week. It's not a game that counts for the playoffs unless it's a tiebreaker. But Pinson came in and played well. They won 21-13. to It was a little bit of a back-and-forth game. But uh, Pinson does end up getting the win there. You know, we knew Pinson was good when they played Clay Chalkwell as close as they did. That was a 14-12 to game. By the way, that, that game, Clay Chalkwell only scored 14, barely won. They only scored 14 against Thompson and lost. But – I expected Homewood to be this type of score. I figured it'd be a one-score game either way. Um, we knew Pinson Valley was good. The Indians ended up beating Homewood, which is kudos to them because Homewood's got a good team this year. Yeah, Pinson got up early. Homewood came back. Then Pinson ended up winning there in the end by eight. Um, moving on to some scores, mostly 7A versus 6A now. You had Saraland take on Foley. Saraland continues to be undefeated as they beat Foley 49-21. to And that's, I think, more about Saraland. Saraland and Theodore look unstoppable there in the south in uh, in Class 6A. Um, Spanish Fort Daphne. Spanish Fort beat Daphne 18-15. to So another one where the 6A team got the win. And then a matchup that I never would have put on the – on the card if it weren't for the way Dothan had been playing so far this season they beat Baker 43 to 15 and we've talked about what to expect from 7A region 2 there with Central Auburn Opelika etc but uh you know when Dothan beat Prattville we started thinking uh Prattville they're falling off a little bit I think that says more about Dothan and how good Dothan has been this season I do too and Dothan's a team to watch they come in you know looking strong they've still got some big region games to play here in the second half of the season they're going to be a determining factor i believe on on that whole region yeah and that's the, a team that because they got the win over prattville could potentially keep prattville out of the playoffs even though prattville got that huge win over opelika could potentially keep them out speaking of prattville all over san Jose Belmore, that's we a rivalry that. that's a rivalry game but we know how san Jose Belmore's playing right now and how yeah. prattville coming off that huge win over opelika they went 49 to 10 Shocker. before last week that was the game Prattville was looking to just to kind of try to even their record or get better. So, you know, we knew that, but of course they won last week over and shocker to me over Opelika, which we talked about. Yeah, so. if you told me Prattville's three and two, I'd have said, Okay, they lost to Opelika and just some some loss in there, I'm not hundred percent sure where it was, but their two losses coming to Dothan and Smith Station. But then the wins they have over teams like Opelika, I mean, you, you follow Prattville as much as anybody. I mean, it's just been up and down and up and down for Prattville so far this season. But yeah. we'll see what ha- what happens with them in region play. Uh, that Dothan loss, though, is going to hurt them, and that Smith Station loss is going to hurt them. Speaking of 7A region 2, Opelika, they fall to Theodore, 34-24. Theodore, uh, I think Theodore, if I had to pick just a team right now, is the team to watch in the south for 6A. Uh, obviously, them and Sarah Lane are going to play each other in region play. But Theodore with a big, strong win over Opelika – giving Opelika a couple of losses back-to-back because of losing to Prattville and Theodore. And then Auburn continues to be the absolute class of 7A Region 2 as they beat Ramsey 42-21. to Yeah, going back to Theodore just a little bit, Theodore's undefeated. I, I think you just mentioned that. But, you know, they're open this week, so they got a week off. Then they're going to play Blunt, which you know they'll take care of. McGill, Tulin, probably. Sarah Land and St. Paul's, the last two games, are going to be the games that they're going to, you know, going to have to watch out for. But, I'm real high all of a sudden on Theodore. Yeah, I think Theodore, I mean, all those teams you mentioned that they're playing in region play are still fighting for playoff position. I mean, Sarah Lynn and Theodore are going to be the top two teams, but um, outside of that, St. Paul's is fighting for playoff position. Um, Blunt, you mentioned, fighting for playoff position. McGill Tulin, I want to say, is like third right now, but, uh, you know, still fighting for playoff position. So a tough schedule for them, but still, they have been 
uh, dominant so far this season. I think getting that win over Opelika shows they're still a 7A team at heart. Kind of like Mount Brook. We've always kind of considered Mount Brook still a 7A team, even though they've dropped down to 6A because they have played so well, minus a team like Clay Chaltville is the only team they really struggle against. Um, I think Theodore is going to be the same way down in Class 6A as well. Um, up north, James Clemens and Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals gets that win 38-10. James Clemens 1-5 on the season. Um, I know they're missing their coach who is now at Hoover. And uh, Gardendale, Austin. I thought Gardendale get the win in this one. Austin, though, wins 17 to 10 and uh they moved to three and three on the season gardendale down to three and two but i still think gardendale still got something in 6a yeah they only lost by seven points so i do too i i I was a little shocked that austin although austin you know the black bears have got tremendous history and and they they love to win i called a game with them um in the stadium in birmingham the older stadium up in uh near eastwood mall out there i can't remember the name of that stadium now lawson is it lawson Lawson, field and um you know, I remember then the history and the fans and all that, the way that, that that's always a good ball team. Close-knit community, the fact that Athens won it doesn't really shock me, but I thought Gardendale would handle them. Yeah, Austin, I think, is uh – you know, just had a Mr. Football a few years ago with Asa Martin, who went on to Auburn and then transferred out. Um, but uh, Austin is right now first place in 7A Region 4. So whoever that fourth team that kind of slips in in 7A Region 3 may have to contend with Austin there and travel up to Decatur to play them in the first round. Speaking of 7A Region 3, Hewitt Trussell took care of Huffman. No shock there. 49-8 to Huffman. Winless on the season. Hewitt Trussell moves to 4-2 and two on the season. That game was on Thursday. Pelham and Chelsea and Broward Oak Mountain were two interesting games. Even though everybody's paying attention to Hoover Mountain Brook and Thompson Clay, Uh, Those were two games because Oak Mountain and Chelsea – kind of trying to find where they are in you know 7a region three but uh pelham gets the win 35 28 over chelsea and briarwood gets the win over oak mountain 34 14 so 6a region three over 7a region three in this one um and briarwood kind of riding the ship a little bit okay i haven't seen pelham play this year but their record's terrible i mean they real high in the world they squeak by on briarwood christian remains the mystery of the year to me but I was shocked that they beat Chelsea. I thought Chelsea would have rose up and played. They played, you know, good ball all year, so that was a shocker. And Briarwood beat Oak Mountain, no shocker at all. Yeah, Chelsea's uh, one win in region play over Oak Mountain, who lost to Tuscaloosa County, who lost to Chelsea. Um, you know, that we saw Chelsea obviously in person because Thompson played them a couple of weeks ago, and that's Thompson playing them. It's not – you know, you can't really get an accurate uh, gauge on the team when you're playing Thompson Hoover or something like that, but you're near the bottom of the region. But yeah, that, uh, you know, Briarwood beating Oak Mountain, not a shock. Pelham beating Chelsea, a little bit of a shock there. Mountain Brook Hoover, the other big game in 7A Region 3 when it comes to, uh, you know, two teams that used to be region foes. Now Mountain Brook, like we said, dropped down to 6A. Hoover gets the win 26 to 14 and a close one over Mountain Brook. And look, if you told me the northern half uh, semifinals for both 7A and 6A was Thompson Hoover and then Clay Chalk of Mountain Brook, I would say, yeah, you're probably right. Um, so it's good to kind of see those two teams play each other. I love when the top teams play each other in non-region play. I almost still wish we could get a 6A versus 7A championship after the Super 7. Let those two teams play each other, which very well could be Clay and Thompson again this year. Uh, but it was a good game, and it was a good game between Hoover and Mountain Brook, too, in case it was them. But uh, Hoover gets the win there, 26-14. Yeah, the, the storyline on those two games is 7A beat 6A. And I know Mountain Brook wanted bragging rights. I know Clay Chalkville wanted bragging rights. But 7A prevails. It did. And, uh, you know, like we said, we talked about Thompson, Clay Chalkville. That was a close game. But I still think both teams uh, have a good chance to make a run towards the Super 7. But we start region play coming up this week in the back half. We have uh, four games to get to – or, excuse me, 
four games to get to in the season for region play for most teams. Um, but this past week, a lot of teams had to try to, uh, you know, find their place in non-region play. I want to mention Auburn. You know, they, they played IMG at Auburn. Uh, IMG Academy came to Auburn. I didn't yep. realize that. I thought they just went down there. But I look, we, we went re-checked Central. that. And Central. What did I say? Auburn. I'm they, sorry. Played, they did play Auburn last year. It was a close game. I, that's what I meant. A Central. So, Central actually had IMG up. They were up big on them, like 19 to nothing or something like that, near the game. And then, of course, they came back, IMG did, and really flexed their muscles. Ended up winning at 41 to 26. So, you know, just a little shot there of uh, of how good IMG is. We know that because we know how good Central is. Yeah, IMG does it interesting. When I went to go pull their schedule up to see who else they had played because they lost the game this season. I saw they were 2-1 uh, coming in. They're 3-1 now. They lost to Miami Central, who's a really, really good team. Hoover played them like a decade ago. They came up here and played a really good game. So they're a good, solid national program, too, down in Miami. But um, I looked and I realized IMG Academy has like five teams that they play like five of their own teams that reach out and play their own schedule. Now there's like one main team um, that's kind of considered the, I guess, the varsity program. There's some like JV programs, but they have like a blue team, a white team, all these different teams. That kind of makes you, they're, they're kind of spread out. Usually IMG Academy just beating the brains out of everybody. And Auburn played them close last year. Central played them close this year. Hoover's played them a couple times, but I've always felt like, IMG just comes in and dominates everybody. They're not doing that anymore. So I don't know if that's more of a state of IMG spreading themselves too thin with all the players they bring in or if that's more about the state of Alabama's catching up to a program like IMG Academy. I don't really know. Yeah, I know. And I don't know if Thompson's interested in playing them or not. I never have asked Coach Freeman that question. Last year would have been the year to play them. Oh, no doubt. And so, you know, of course, last year Clay Chalville would have been too. So I'm glad at least we got one of those two on the schedule and – I assume we're going to Clay Chalville next year. I've not seen next year's schedule, and I don't know anything about it because it won't be released till next year. But that's an interesting thing. I hope that's a home-home series against Thompson. Yeah, I kind of assumed this year maybe the Lipscomb Academy and Clay Chalville were a home-and-home home kind of thing. But the game in Buford was a special neutral site game, technically, that was played in. So I'm like, hey, why don't we drop that? We'll go down to Bradenton first week of the season. That way we can go over to Orlando and Disney World and have fun because um, it's not too far from Tampa and Orlando and all that. So I'm all about it if you're all about it. But we'll see what happens next season but coming up next week week six uh coming up the first week of region play in the back half of the season and uh things are already kind of starting to fall into place when it comes to the brackets but this week will really start teams off on look some teams can lock up a playoff spot this week we're only in week six but some teams can lock off a lock up a playoff spot but uh, we'll break all those games when we get back right here on next round preps at all britain and artavino family dentistry we know how valuable your time is so if it's a crown you need let us take care of it with our same day crown service we have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait all britain and artavino family dentistry is here to serve you all britain and artavino are easy to find exit 238 that's the alabaster exit next door to american family care or call them at 205-664-7610 Alabaster Living has been a major community supporter for years in the Alabaster area and is excited to introduce their new streaming TV channel. Alabaster Living Television can be found on Roku and Fire Stick and has new video content featuring Thompson High School, the city of Alabaster, local churches, businesses, and citizens added weekly. Just load ALTV to your streaming device and start watching to see all that Alabaster has to offer. You can also follow Alabaster Living on Facebook and YouTube to stay on top of everything going on in the community. Add ALTV to your Roku or Fire Stick device today. 
Hi, I'm Jerry Young. I want to tell you about Holloway Home Loans here in Central Alabama. Thomas Holloway is a former Oak Mountain Eagle who moved on to play his college ball and earn his degree from West Point. Thomas is still an Army Reservist and an expert in residential home mortgages, offering personalized service at an amazing price because he works for you and not the financial institutions. Call Thomas today at 205-413-2858 or you can email him thomas at hollowayhomeloans.com. That's Holloway Home Loans and Edge Home Financing, MLS 1985757. Cartridge World of Vestavia is well known for the lowest prices on toner cartridges, but are you aware of their free printer program? You heard right, there's no catch. Simply agree to buy your ongoing printer cartridges from Cartridge World of Vestavia and we'll provide you with a printer at no cost. A Cartridge World expert will personally consult with you to find out your business's exact needs so you can have a stronger bottom line. Visit Cartridge World of Vestavia Hills on the web or call 205-822-6767. That's Cartridge World of Vestavia. Welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. We have talked about week five. Now we're moving into week six. A lot of games to preview here. And uh, we'll start with some lower classification games. Uh, Jerry, you know, I know we focus mostly on 6A and 7A schools here, especially when it comes to, you know, 7A Region 3, Thompson Hoover, Vestavia, those kind of teams, as I have no idea what's happening behind us. Well, you know what it is, John? It's Halloween. It is I getting mean, close I mean, to Halloween. It, you know, we're in getting into October. Yeah. And so... Uh, and so, uh, you know, the goons come out. What can you uh, say? It does. A lot of fun up here at uh, Next Round Headquarters <laughs> always. Anyway, moving on. Right. Um, we'll start with the game. Uh, I had a couple 5A games. You had a couple listed as well in uh, Class 4A. Um, boy, you know, a, a team I've looked – I don't have this game necessarily, but a team I have enjoyed watching so much is Moody this year yeah. with uh, what Jake Gannis has been able to do there. And with Moody, I keep – looking to say, hey, what's that next best game for them? Because they've been dominating everybody, including a team like Alexandria. For me, Leeds and Southside Gaston, those are the two teams that are at the top along with Moody. They play this week. The, the winner of that game will put themselves at the top with Moody alone. Um, so, you know, it's kind of interesting to see the teams there in that region and see who they play because I would love to watch in his first year Jake Tate Moody all the way to a state championship game. Yeah, and, you know, uh, th- like you said, Leeds is playing Southside Gaston. They're both 3-0 and in the region. Gadsden's got a loss on the season, which means nothing. But, you know, as bad as you hate to look forward, man, I, I my blood's pumping for, for Moody and Leeds. Oh, me too. I no mean, doubt. if there's a game that Thompson would love, love to move to a Thursday, I hope it's that week so I can get over there on <laughs> Friday because that would be a game to see. But you mentioned that. I want to talk about Aniana a little bit too. They're 6-0 and this year. Uh, they go in to play uh, – they are at home against Etowah, who's 4-1. and Etowah's only loss – was to Fort Payne by a score of 26 to 14. So that's going to be a good ball game down in uh, 4A Region 6. Yeah, uh, jumping up two classifications to play Fort Payne out there in 6A and still keeping it close. Both those teams are obviously teams that are always, uh, you know, making a little noise there in 4A and able to make a run in the playoffs in the playoffs as well. Um, up in Class 5A, Faith Academy. I mentioned they beat St. Paul's pretty good last week. They are at Viger. Uh, both these teams, their record, they have losses on their records. But um, the thing is, the winner of this actually moves into fourth place alone because there's teams ahead of them um, that you know we'll talk about a couple in a, in a second that are ahead of them um, but UMS Wright 
sits at the top plus Gulf Shores Williamson ahead of him so I never thought Faith Academy at Viger would just be fighting for a playoff spot right now in the season but that makes that one a pretty good game but then Gulf Shores and Williamson do play each other this week that game at Williamson we always talk about Gulf Shores they've obviously um, you know built up to be a pretty good team this year five and one three and one in region play but Williamson sitting at the same record yeah and uh, Williamson's got a good football team so I'm anxious to see that but you know UMS Wright's got a practice game this week I mean they play Alberta Pearl, Alberta down there, you know, fairly new school system and trying to get off. Nate McDaniel, the coach, he's got a lot of energy, but I'm telling you, he's been beat down now for a couple of years, and UMS Wright is really, uh, you know, you hate to look up if you're them trying to get things going and see them coming. They're going to dominate. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough region because you have UMS right coming up with competitive balance and, and size, you know, moving them to 5A. St. Paul's is in and out for the same reason. They go up to 6A, come back. Faith Academy has been really good. So that's three really good private schools down there. Williamson coming down uh, in classification. They were uh, up in 5A. I remember when I was in school, that was when Jamarcus Russell was at Williamson. So they've obviously had a lot of good, talented players come through there. And then Gold Shorts has, has, you know, been building up and becoming a lot better too. So, you're right. That's a tough region to be in. Oh, and Viger, who's you know, who just uh, played the state championship game three years ago. So right. and obviously that you know everybody says that '88 Viger team is the greatest team of all time. So obviously there's plenty of um, you know really really talented teams there at Viger too. Can you imagine just thinking about Alberta? You play in a region with Gus Shores and and uh, UMS Wright and um, um, Faith Academy. Faith Academy. Williams, I, I, and, yeah. I couldn't get my mind right. Yeah, I mean, my goodness gracious. <laughs> and they're a 5A school, and if you've ever been to the beach and kind of cut through Alberta, you wonder how in the world that school could be 5A because the community's not that big. I mean, there's more uh, uh, tourists in, in Alberta than there are residents on any given weekend. So, yeah. you know, feel sorry for that. that those are teams, all the teams we mentioned, too, that can jump 6A. And maybe not be the best of the best, but still compete for playoff spots in 6A. So, yeah, it's definitely tough there in 5A Region 1. All right, moving on to Class 6A Region 1, Spanish Fort at St. Paul's. I never in a million years, if you said, hey, Spanish Fort and St. Paul's are playing Week 6, what are the records? I never would have said overall 3-3 three and three and 2-3. Two and three. Now, in region, not quite as bad. Uh, two and two for Saint, Spanish Fort, two and one for St. Paul's. But I never in a million years would have said that they both had three losses total on their schedule. But it's a tough region to play in. It's tough when you have to play Theodore, Sarah Lynn, Blunt, McGill, Tulin, all these teams that have had success in the you know the last decade or so. Plus, they always step up and play 7A Mobile teams in the non-region play. St. Paul's dropped down and played Faith Academy, one of those tough teams we're talking about. Faith Academy beat them pretty good. Um, but this right here, the loser of this, is actually in trouble of missing the playoffs. And I never in a million years would have said, I never would have said that about Spanish Fort. St. Paul's I get it. They're a 5A team that's being forced up uh, into this situation. But the loser of this game is in trouble of missing the playoffs. Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? It is. I mean, that's really hard to believe that statement. But, of course, Faith Academy putting it on them last week and then Sarah Land putting it on them. Uh, you know, the region games are tough. Robertsdale's got a better team this year. Uh, Baldwin County's okay. Then you got Theodore down there the last game of the season. So they need to win this game, no doubt. Yeah, that's the thing. Theodore McGill-Tool and two of those teams sitting at 
you know, two of the top four teams right now, and those are 7A Region 1 teams. Don't forget, McGill Tulin played three straight Super 7s. They had that one. They won over Spain Park, lost a couple times to Hoover before the, the Thompson, Thompson Central, Thompson-Auburn thing started. Um, but, uh, you know, not far removed from playing really good down there. So, yeah, it's definitely a tough region in Region 1. Up in Region 3, the uh, only game I really had marked in Region 3 was Helena and Briarwood. Helena um, trying to stay atop that region in the second spot since they lost to Homewood. Stay alive if Homewood slips up to maybe move into that first spot. But Briarwood um, still in trouble because of that Pelham loss. So they have to try to get some wins somewhere in here and they, uh, in a seven-team region because if they don't beat a team like Helena or Homewood or Ben Russell, they're not going to be able to make it in off the you know the couple of bottom teams of Calera and Chilton County, which they've also struggled against Chilton County. That was one of those one-score games they had early on. Yeah. We go back to the Pelham game. You, you just can't lose those those kind of games. I had Mark two in 6A Region 3 only because the records. Pelham, we obviously haven't played that well. They're going to Calera. Calera could use a win. Calera's got a new energy level down there, and they joined the NFHS network this year, and they're really promoting that so you can watch all these games on the NFHS network. That ought to be a tight ball game. It may not be for anything big, but it's going to be a good ball game. Yeah, while Pelham has the lead on Briarwood due to the head-to-head win, um, if Calera gets this win, then it becomes kind of a three-way race right there. You kind of have Homewood, Helena, Ben Russell, and then you have like Pelham, Briarwood, Calera all fighting right there. Chilton County started off strong, but they've kind of fallen off their own three in region play now, so it's going to be tough for them to work their way in there. Um, let's see. 6A Region 4, McAdory, Northridge, kind of a battle for second there behind Hillcrest. It, it, the four teams all seem to be almost every year. Hillcrest, Northridge, McAdory, Hueytown in some order. Um, a lot of times they'll end up beating each other, but Hillcrest definitely seems to be the, the strongest right now. But if McAdory wins, they'll stay alive for first there. Uh, and then Centerpoint and Shades Valley in 6A Region 6. These two teams are fighting for a playoff spot behind Clay, who we've talked about how good they are. Pinson, who we've talked about how good they are. And Oxford, who we've talked about how good they are. Those three are in front of Centerpoint and Shades Valley. The winner of this game puts themselves in a good position. I think Centerpoint gets the win in this one over Shades Valley. But, uh, you know, two really good coaches right there uh, for those two programs. And it's a tough game to have week six because you could potentially put yourself on the outs right here. Remember this next year at this time, folks, because I'm going to tell you, Shades Valley may not be anywhere close to what they want to be this year. But by next year, they're going to be okay. Reuben Nelson, George Bates, we know what they can always, do. Reuben Nelson is going to always build that team. I actually was talking about the last time we saw the – well, it may not have been the last time, but the last time I physically watched these two coaches coach against each other was Minor Ramsey in the third round of the playoffs. Um, you were out there broadcasting that game. Me and a couple other people came to, to watch y'all call that game, sit up at the press box. It was packed i remember having to weed my way through tons of fans the, the stairs were full there were so many people there uh ramsey up getting the win that was the year ramsey and win the state championship uh with reuben as the head coach but can i tell a story about that game yeah. i remember we took a picture of each other and i used that picture later to put on facebook to wish you a happy birthday yep and Tim Melton's hand was in that picture. And when I posted it, Melton's answer on Facebook was, I think I had a hand in this. <laughs> and I've always remembered that 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 game and that picture just because of that. So. Yeah, we're doing our radio show at the time, so you were interviewing us <laughs> on there. That, that's a picture I've seen, seen a lot. But yeah. there's a lot of memories from that game, a lot of talented players that were in that game, and, of course, two talented coaches who were in that game as well. And now playing each other this week, uh, center point 5-1 overall in the season, 2-1 in region play, Shades Valley 4-1. 
one on the season, one and one in region play. Should be a good game there. Um, and then uh, two really solid games between undefeated region foes, one in region seven uh, for a battle for first place, and then one in region eight battle for first place. Hartzell and Muscle Shoals, both teams completely undefeated on the season. Should be a phenomenal game there. Uh, the game at Muscle Shoals. And then Gadsden City, who dropped down from 7A region three. They're two and four on the season, but they're two and oh in region play. Hazel Green, they are three and two overall, but two and oh in region play. Winner of this one moves into sole possession of first, but should be a good game between those two northern or those four northern teams up in the northern half. But um, you know, Hartzell Muscle Shoals, pretty good teams, but I still think it's still gonna be tough to beat Mount uh Clay and Mount Brook. I agree. You know, that's one of those if you're a high school football fan and you're looking for a good little road trip to go to a game. And traveling up to Muscle Shows to watch Harsel take them on, two undefeated teams, that would be a great ball game. I can't imagine the atmosphere up there at Muscle Shows. Yeah, it may get lost in the shuffle because there's some good 7A games we'll talk about, but that is definitely going to be a phenomenal game. All right, 7A Region 1, Foley. We've talked about Foley, some ups and downs the last few years and this season as well. They're 2-3, and 1-1 one one in region play. They travel to the top team who I think will definitely end up winning this region, and that is Fairhope, who's 5-0, and 2-0 and in region play. Uh, I got Fairhope as about a three-touchdown favorite in my little formula but uh Foley they need to get this win to fight for a playoff spot because you got Daphne and Baker sitting there ahead of them they're one upset away from potentially not making it in there this is a game that they you know at least need to get some momentum even if they don't win the game I can't understand why Foley's not good every year I really can't and the fact that we're sitting here talking about Fairhope being a three touchdown favorite I, I, it's just mind-boggling to me um so I want Foley to get better. They got a great facility. They got one of the coolest stadiums kind of in the old part of town, if there is such a thing. And, the, you know, the Kraft Farms people actually take care of the turf at that stadium. And if you've never walked on that field, it's like unbelievable. I mean, it is uh, – you just want to drop a golf ball and take a pitching wedge and just, <laughs> you know, see how much divot you can get. But anyway – Fairhope uh, should dominate that ball game. Most fun I've ever had on a road trip playing when I was in high school. We went plenty of places. The most fun I've ever had was playing at Fairhope. Uh, the whole city shut down. It was a phenomenal game. We won. We ended up blowing them out. It's the second round of the playoffs. Uh, when I was at Homewood, my senior, er, my sophomore year. Did they yeah, have the cannon? They had the cannon. Okay. It, it was I mean, it was a totally different atmosphere. And it was the first time I had ever traveled down south for a football game because when you're in middle school, JV, freshman, all that kind of stuff, you just kind of stay around we just kind of stay around the Birmingham area, play, you know, the the Hoover's Vestavia, stuff like that. But um, once we stepped, we were because we couldn't play those teams, we weren't six A at the time, we were five A and we happened to be in the south, so we was like us and Briar were playing like Ben Russell, Valley, uh, Chilton County, a lot of teams that were further south. So we had to go down and play a Region 1 team. And we went down and played Fairhope because we were the second seed, so we had to travel. And uh, phenomenal atmosphere down there, so I know they do it right. I know they do it right because, hey, the thing is, we stayed at that Fairhope game. We stayed that Friday night, and the next day went over to Lambert's, which is over in Foley, right? Right. Uh, to, you know, get the throw rolls at us. Right. But um, it was a phenomenal trip. Just love watching the – High school football atmosphere down there. Well, they got a ship, for those of you that don't know, they're the Pirates. They put a Pirate ship up on a hill in the end zone. It's got a cannon in it. Every time they score, folks, I'm going to tell you, this is not some little, you know, 410 shotgun going off kind of sound. This thing rattles the ground. If you've never been there or if you have, you know to cover your ears because it's coming. But you're right. The only thing that I have a knock on Fairhope is – as affluent as that community is, they still got a wooden press box. <laughs> right? And the windows, I mean, it's just 
it's rinky dink. I, I mean, I know. We I mean, judge it, everybody by their press box because that's do, where we I are do. now. So it doesn't matter what the rest of your facilities are right. like. If you don't have a good place for Jerry and I to come broadcast, then eh. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, we also grade them on hot dogs. But in this case, <laughs> you would think, you know, a nice new press box up there over all that with all the money they put into that that facility as far as the, the pirate ship and the cannon and the stands and all that. Just, hey. Fairhope, build a new press box. No offense to Fairhope. elevator. No offense to Fairhope. They didn't fire the cannon a lot when I was there. Um, (laughs) All right, 7A Region 2 has three good games I want to get to before we jump into Region 3. And really, all these games are very intriguing for their own reasons. First off, you have Auburn, who's undefeated, and they are the top team there in that region, taking on Opelika, who we thought – could be a top team, but Opelika two losses to Prattville um, and then losing last week to Theodore. Auburn is at, or excuse me, Opelika is at Auburn in this one. Central Phoenix City they travel to Dothan. We talked about Dothan being better. They're five and one, three and one in region play. Don't Central's be surprised if Dothan doesn't win that ball game. No, it wouldn't shock me at all if they win that game. And then Prattville taking on Enterprise. These two teams are currently in the five and six spot. Yet Prattville Enterprise is a team that can you know play some teams close, get an upset every now and then. Prattville. They're a team that um, just beat Opelika. We had already written them off, and then they beat Opelika. But they're in the five and six spot right now. So three super intriguing games there in that region. It's a must win for Pratt. Well, if they lose this, they're they're out of the playoff picture completely. But, um, you know, I like Enterprise in this game, although Pratt has shocked me. They've shocked me twice this year. But. I still got I still got to go with Enterprise. I got Enterprise by five. Central and Auburn both about three touchdown favorites in that one. But if Opelika plays them close, wouldn't shock me. If Dothan plays them close or wins, wouldn't shock me. So uh, that's just based on the numbers and based on a lot of that's kind of you know recency bias based on the how the teams have been the last few years. Uh, but uh, yeah, it should be three phenomenal games there in seven eight region two. All right, the games we are most paying attention to is seven eight region three. Also, also had Bob Jones and Florence, too. That's a good game in 7A Region 4. Both those teams fighting for position. Uh, winner of this one will be second behind Austin. All right, you got Tuscaloosa County, 4-1 and one overall, 2-1 and one in region play at Spain Park, who has yet to win a game in region. Um, their only win is a last-second win over Briarwood. I plug, plug everything into my little calculator here. Yeah. One team's four and one. One team's one and four. One team's two and one in, in a the, arguably the best region. One team's 0-3. Oh yet I still pull out a Spain Park touchdown favorite in this one at home john you can just go and mark this down tuscaloosa is going to be five and one after this game and would you ever have thought that never, in a million never. years not the start of this season i would not have but it, ever is, thought it is a must win for tuscaloosa county to stay in this playoff race because it seems like them and vestavia are those two teams maybe fighting for that final spot behind hoover hewitt and uh, thompson but um yeah should be an interesting one there speaking of vestavia they host chelsea who is desperately looking for some kind of win but i actually had this as my biggest favorite of uh of the um of the region play this time only because i had them vestavia one point higher than hoover over oak mountain but hoover's gonna blow out oak mountain too but vestavia got to win this one over chelsea to stay in the playoff race as well well uh, you know you know my feeling on that chelsea needs something good to happen uh they need uh, as a matter of fact i was talking to the guy from chelsea yesterday and in the plans supposedly was to make the visitor side the home side build a new press box a lot of schools say that, but that was supposedly in the budget. And now I think uh, it came back just a couple of days ago from what I heard that they want another gymnasium. So they're going to take that money now supposedly and change it over and maybe build a new gym. 
I can't encourage Chelsea enough to get into 7A more and to do that, get that football field. They put the new AstroTurf down, and it really looks good. Great finish on it. Great job that they did. But they need to do something with the stands and to be more f- fan-friendly, especially now that they're in 7A. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things. I believe Thompson did that with their old stadium. They flipped um, the, the sides. Because I remember I played there in middle school, and then I ended up playing there in high school, and it, it flipped. And I was like, wait, this is completely different. But you do that to, you know, we're in certain areas. We have more room. There's plenty of room on that visitor side to build that up um, if they wanted to. But who knows? Who knows, uh, you know, what they'll end up doing there. But, of course, Thompson – doesn't play there anymore. They have their own big fancy stadium, which is where it will be. Talk about big fancy stadiums. This is the battle of the big fancy stadiums. Hewitt Trustville and Thompson. Hewitt just building that big one right there off the interstate. And uh, they come in at four and two, two and one in region play. They're only lost to Hoover. They lost to Hoover a couple of weeks ago in a close game. Thompson, three and zero in region play. Their two losses in non region play coming to uh, two top 25 teams in the country. I got Thompson as about a two-touchdown favorite in this one when you plug everything in because Hewitt's got a really, really good offense. And so, you know, it kind of – which one of those is kind of the immovable object versus unstoppable force kind of thing. Hewitt's offense can score a lot of points. Thompson's defense has kept everybody from scoring a lot of points. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think Clay's the only team that scored multiple touchdowns on the starting defense because they played the whole time and they scored 14 um, against the actual starters. A lot of the other touchdowns have been garbage time. But, um, you know, this is a must win for Hewitt to try to get a home game if they want to. And keep themselves alive for the region title if not thompson can almost cruise straight to hoover for the region championship that's right well i'm not going to throw out tuscaloosa county yet against thompson i'm telling you they want their number but you know we're talking about press boxes earlier i remember five six seven years ago i went to call a game at hewitt trustful and josh floyd decided to give me a tour and for all those years you know we never really had press box i mean we would go to crampton bow and we had an elevator you know with a press box to get up to the press box we walked in the bottom. I'm like, why is he going in here in this closet? You know, and that ended up being an, an elevator. And so we went up and he showed me all the floors. I'm telling you, the top floors for a Husky Fast Network, they do a great job. Uh, and that's where they are. The second floor, of course, is an open space for the quarterback club. And all, every there's a buffet up there if you join the quarterback club. And then there's extra bro- broadcast rooms as well. However, with all that being said, last year when Thompson went there, we had to sit out in the visitor stands and run an extension cord 200 feet to get power because there's not enough room in that press box. Now, I'm sure all the, you know, the, the quarterback club members, they got, had a nice little place to sit and eat before the game, but, you know, we're stuck outside. So I'm glad this year that Hewitt Trussell's coming to Thompson. The press box will handle all of them. We got They got their own room, although they may want to set up on the visitor side. I don't know. But that's going to be a ball game, folks. John says two touchdowns. I think it's going to be closer, and i tell you why. They're going to challenge Anquan Fagans and Tony Mitchell on the corners, the two corners. They're both, you know, 5A prospects, Mitchell going to Alabama. But they're going to, make, they're going to throw the deep ball. They're going to make them have to make the play. And it only takes one or two of those mistakes – over Anquan or over Tony to make a touchdown. So I think it's going to be a little closer ball game than that. Maybe not as close as Clay Chauvel. I hope not, but I'm thinking more of a seven to eight point ball game. 
Yeah, the the defensive backfield for Thompson changing a little bit last week because you've had some injury on injuries on the defensive line, and so basically what they've done is they've shifted everybody up a position, shifting a linebacker up to like an edge rusher, shifting a defensive back up to kind of playing more of a linebacker spot, and then bringing another defensive back in is exploited a little bit by Clay Chaltville. And you know, I know a team like Clay Chaltville would have loved to have played Hewitt Trustful last week, and the uh, the old Pauls and Claws rivalry. Not going to get into that whole debate because it gets people all animated, but um, you know, uh, I'm very interested to see. How how this defense looks against Hewitt Trustville this week, but it should be a phenomenal game. And I thought Hewitt had a chance to beat Hoover uh, a couple weeks ago when they played. <laughs> Hoover ended up getting the best of them, and Hoover is still, so far, playing like Hoover. They're 5-1 and one coming into this week. They'll be 6-1 and one after this week against Oak Mountain. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to this one. It'll be a good one. You mentioned, you know, uh, Hewitt's done their own thing over there. We'll be on the Warrior Nation Network where you can listen to uh, Jerry and I call the game there. And, uh, of course, we'll recap it all when we get uh, back on next round preps next week. That's right. Let me tell you. The next round's very own Jim Dunaway. He's going to be our guest on the Tailgate Show. If you've never watched that, it's always a great show. It comes on the air at 6 o'clock on Thompson Athletics' Facebook page. So if you want to get a little early high school football, Jim Dunaway's going to be there. We always pick the winners of big games. We're going to put Jim on the spot. I love putting people on the spot because I'm always right and they're always wrong. Speaking of being on the spot, I want to ask you this on the spot. When can I expect my bracketology to be printed out? Uh, I don't, nobody prints anything anymore. Well, I used, I I used, I used to not, you, you have paper. I got an iPad. That's I all know. I ever need to use. But um, when is it going to be available? So I'm going to start doing it next week because we'll have everybody will have played a majority of region games as of this week. So um, you know the playoff spots will already be locked into place. Now positions won't be locked because to win a region you gotta you know at worst have you know usually one loss. So um, still some games to play. You know, like I said. I can already basically tell you if Thompson wins this week, it'll be Thompson Hoover at the top two, but you still got to play the games. You still got to go through, but I can go ahead and basically tell you who's in, who's out as far as uh, my opinion. And as far as the uh, records show us as the statistics, statistics show us easy for you, the so. math, everything that goes into it. Um, I'll have that for you next week. Well, where so we'll can I find it? It will be at alpreps.com, and I'll throw it up on the next round site as well um, for people to check. But, yeah, I'll start I'll start with the bigger classifications. It's easier with 7A, only 32 teams to deal with, and kind of work my way down. But I promise within the next week or two I'll have all seven classifications. And you can catch all that online, and I'll tweet it all out for the next round as well. Also, at Jerry Young FB at J-L-U-N-C-E, J-Luntz. And, uh, yeah, we'll be starting bracketology next week. That's the point of the season we're at. I know it's like, oh, man, we're already getting to the playoffs, but, oh, man, we're already getting to the playoffs. Also, can't wait for it to start, and we'll have it all for you next week on Next Round Preps.